Hey, what's up? This is Jeremy from Earthgrowns, and you are listening to the one and only Kingdom Core Podcast. Hey, what is up, Kingdom Core and For the Rock peoples? Thank you for tuning in to the Kingdom Core Podcast for our fourth episode. Man. We're we're chugging along. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was bad. <laughs> chugging along. It's our first episode in a month. Boy, we're okay, chugging along. Oh, we're it took us chugging. a month. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> no uh. So yes, we are sorry. It's been so long since we recorded an episode. Uh, I want to let you guys into my personal life just a little bit. I had some mm-hmm. stuff go on. Uh, I'm a contracted employee at my job. And my contract, I was told, is going to be expiring. And I was given a month and a half in advance to go find a new job. So because I need to pay bills, I had to put this on the back burner and go find a job. But God, in his sovereignty and his provision, provided me a great full-time job. And so uh, we are very thankful for that. And Chris and I are back to recording podcasts, hopefully two to three episodes a month. Definitely Two episodes a month. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, we have another uh, interview scheduled in a couple days from when we're recording this with uh, a great new band on the scene, or a band who just released a new record. Uh, More details Mm -hmm. on that in the future. But while we have you guys, we wanted to talk to you guys about our Patreon account. Chris, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we, we just started up a Patreon account, and you guys can actually support the podcast financially if you guys feel led to or that you want to. Um, it would be super awesome to have your guys' support. We have a few patrons already. Some of those people actually will get to be mentioned in the credits of the podcast at the end of the episode uh, in the video. That mm-hmm. is not the audio if you're listening. We have a few perks, uh, one of which is we started a Facebook group. Uh, for all the patrons who we will talk to uh, before we do interviews or before we do an episode, we will post in there. Uh, let you guys know what we're talking about, making you guys a part of the conversation. If you guys have any questions for mm-hmm. guests or you guys have any input on an episode idea, we might just take your idea and record an episode about it. And uh, we also offer perks getting the podcast a day early, 24 hours before it goes up live on YouTube and Spotify and Apple. We're not asking for money. We just have it up there. It costs money to run this podcast. We have a uh, we have the server that uh, hosts our filming and recording. Uh, Chris takes four, five, six hours to edit each episode. And then we also had to buy microphones, lights, equipment, just stuff like that. So 100% of the Patreon funds go towards funding this podcast, making it more professional and making it an easier and better listening and and um, visual experience for you guys. So we really appreciate you. Absolutely. In this episode, we got to talk with Jeremy Schaefer, the vocalist and basically the only <laughs> main dude behind Earth Groans. And we got to talk about the new EP that dropped called The Body, as well as just what's been going on with recent tours and what's coming up in the future with the band. Let's hop into our interview with Jeremy of Earthgrounds. I'm kind of bummed. I have a sick wolf shirt on. Oh, but nice. I wore just just for this, and you can't even see the wolf, so I'm <laughs> I guess I got to take it off. <laughs> but it was funny because it, like, it said like I'd open up on my phone, and then it like broke my brain because it had like a scan code. It's like, if you're using your iPhone, scan this code. I'm like... How do I scan the code if it's on the screen? Oh my god! <laughs> so, uh, so like good. it broke my brain. Could not comprehend. You know, it's funny. I own a, a like a professional recording studio. You would think that I would have like figured out a way to like have a nice microphone <laughs> and stuff <laughs> because I do a lot of podcasts and I'm like I should probably look into that. And I think about that every time I do a podcast. I'm like I should probably look into how I can set it up to have. A microphone for using like for podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Do you not use your but, recording uh, mic, the one you use to track vocals? No, I. That's what I should. But like, in order to do that, I would have to have like a. I'd have to set up something with my computer because my computer doesn't oh. have a. Uh, 
like I have a laptop, but I don't use that laptop for recording. I have a desktop and like my monitors don't have like a cam or whatever. Oh, like a webcam. So I could either get a webcam or I don't know. I had to figure it out. But yeah, if I bought a webcam, I could probably just run it through my actual like recording uh, computer and everything. It'd probably be like way cooler. Yeah. But I guess I I'm uh, doing it the caveman way, yeah. and it's it's actually funny so. that the quality of the microphone on on like Apple earphones and the camera quality, everything, it's actually like better than the like iMac or whatever Sean's using. Sure, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm not just recording records with these things. Yeah. Like, let's just put. I'm gonna buy like 30 of these. I'm just going to mic up everything with I'll put like one of these by the snare drums, one of these by the kick drum, <laughs> by the guitar. That amp. would probably actually be like a viral experiment, like recording an album. <laughs> yeah. Put it on your TikTok. That would, I should try that. That would be, that would be a lot of fun, but these things are pretty expensive. So I wonder if I could just like do a, like a, uh, just post about it and people actually like people, nobody even uses these cause they got the, like the uh, Bluetooth yeah. ones. Yeah. AirPods. Everybody. Americans all rolling in style. Thousands of dollars in debt, but they have like the nicest yep. earbuds. That isn't the most so American funny. Thing. Dude, is that gas station coffee? It totally is. Casey's. Do you guys have Casey's? No, I don't. don't. I'm in Canada. But oh, right. It, that looks straight up like a Tim Hortons cup. Like, it does. It does look that. It looks like, like AMP. They're trying to go for the, the the Tim Horton deal, which when we were in Canada, Canada, like I drank, that's all I drank was like Tim Hortons. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not as good though. This is terrible. It's terrible coffee. Oh gosh, like really bad. Tim Tim Hortons is far superior to like uh, Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah, Tim Hortons yeah. is amazing. I actually don't like. I don't really like uh starbucks coffee that much sorry shiny suits to work there and stuff <laughs> no, I, hate um, I, hate it. <laughs> I mean it's not bad the coffee is coffee for the most part for me but um yeah i'm just like i'm not like i'll always when we're on tour i always prefer to go to like a mom and pop shop or oh, yeah. whatever yeah. when we can but yep sweet so so um sweet. let's jump into the interview so uh let's do the Ding dang thing. So Earth Groans, you guys just dropped a uh, a new EP titled The Body. What was it last month? Yeah. Yep. Sweet. Yeah, just over a yes. month ago. You guys told me when I was doing this that I'd be interviewing you guys. Oh really? Okay, I, I want to see that. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Look. Yes. <laughs> so first of all, Sean, what's your sign? Oh gosh. I'm just kidding. Okay, let's roll. I actually roll wouldn't it. know. <laughs> If I was asked that question. The last time we actually chatted, I don't know if you remember, Jeremy, but oh, early on uh, into the lockdown, we had a conversation that was my first ever yes. interview. And now you're also my third ever interview. So that's fun. Dude, this is great. <laughs> also, I remember Sean talking to you on the phone like years ago. And I was like, dude, you should do a podcast. <laughs> I remember. And now we're finally doing a podcast. Finally, that's we it. came full circle, all three of us. Yeah, for for real. Yeah. Sure did. The last time we chatted, The Prettiest of Things had just come out, and you were kind of alluding to oh, the sure. concept that tied The Prettiest of Things and Waste together. And now yep. you've released the next EP, The Body. Could you t- talk to us about the concept of that EP and, and just kind of how you came up with that? Sure. Um, yeah, so the EP was written over the pandemic. And I think... One of the biggest things that I think I can speak for everybody uh, when I talk about this, but yeah, like not being able to go out to eat and go to like the movies and stuff like that, like that sucked. But I think really what sucked the most um, for everyone is that we were basically secluded from our communities, uh, whether it be our family, our churches, you know, uh, the hardcore scene, whatever it is, we were secluded from the body, you know, um, whatever that might be for that person, whether they're a believer and have a church body or whatever, we were like just secluded from, you know, having that community. I know I thought about it a lot, just thinking about how much we need that. Um, we're communal beings. I think we're created that way. We're not meant to be alone. So, um, that, yeah, that's pretty much just kind of where the name came from. And so I kind of like, took that idea and then threw the communion vibe on there for the, you know, the, the song names 
Um, even though not every single song like refers to or is like conceptually a part of like communion necessarily. Um, I just wanted that to be kind of an artistic spin on that. But so, yeah, it's really that's the whole meaning behind the name. The body is just about us. I mean, coming to the end of the pandemic, which I know it's still dragging on and I don't know how long it's going to drag on. But this is the closest bit of normalcy that we've had probably in like a year and a half where we can get together, you know, with our communities again. And just how refreshing that feeling is. Um, Like even for us, we just got back from tour. Like for me, a large part of my body is the hardcore community and being out on tour and just meeting with fans and stuff. Um, and that was just super refreshing for me just to be a part of that body again. Yeah, it was just great. It's a great feeling to be back to that um, and have that again. So awesome. You guys had kind of a bit of a break in touring before the pandemic started, right? You guys didn't have, yeah. like, you guys weren't on tour and then it got canceled. So it's probably yeah. been a good full two years since you guys toured. Yeah, it pretty much. Um, because we, we did that run with Comrades, oh, yeah. and then we got back from com- with that run for, with Comrades, and then we jumped into the studio, and then we had um, plans to uh, tour, like, pretty so things came out in March, and then we had plans to tour later that month, and then boom, the world shut down. So it was like, our the record was out for like a week, and then the whole world shut down, and then, you know, everything got canceled from there on up. Yeah, pretty much two years since we uh, we got to tour, which is absolutely the longest that we've ever gone in the six years or whatever we've been playing. Seven years? How long, how long has this been, been a thing? I don't know. <laughs> Long time. <laughs> yeah. So was it was it weird being back on stage, being back on tour, uh, oh, yeah. behind the merch tent, talking to people? Yeah. Um, that part... Uh, being back at the merch table and, and talking to people, that all felt just like normal. Like it, I never skipped a beat because that's where my heart's at is just connecting with fans and connecting with people and having that one-on-one time to talk. Um, but being on stage and performing, my gosh, I felt like it was the first time I'd ever played a show ever. I like <laughs> didn't know what to do with my hands or my body. I was just flailing. Were you nervous going into it? Oh, very. So very nervous. <laughs> Also, I mean, we released uh, two records and then our third record, you know, just came out. But so we basically were playing completely all new music since before, you know, the pandemic. So like we only played one. We only had one song that we had played before. The rest of the stuff was all completely new. Wow. And the thing about like when you're moving on stage is, you know, we tour a lot, you know, we we play the same song, same set every single night. You kind of get to this like robotic motion where, you know, your body just does what it's going to do at that part because you've rehearsed it so many times. It's just muscle memory, but it's like learning how to move to new songs that you've never like actually, you know, played live. Uh, it's just like, okay, uh, we're going to do this. Oh, that look and felt really <laughs> awkward. Or I'm going to throw my arm this way. Oh, okay. I think I dislocated something. I'm going to feel that tomorrow. But so, yeah, it was just, it was very, very, everything felt very foreign. But, you know, after a couple, uh, like a week, you know, a week and then everything started to feel natural again. And then, of course, by the end of it, it's like, oh my gosh, everything feels amazing. We're, we're actually playing tight, moving as one unit, and now tour's over. It's yeah. like, okay, now I got to do it all again in three more weeks, learn how to redo everything again. I, but, I got to watch some footage of you guys playing and you looked like you were kind of on your roll and in your zone. It sure. Was, as long as, awesome. I mean, as long as it looked good, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> I think, I think you make everything look good with that mustache. Just saying. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> I'm going back to, uh, to the new record's body. So the yes. track list, oh gosh, I'm forgetting. It's eat. No, wait. Yeah. It's eat, drink, take, take. Take is the first one. Take. take have you eat. ever done communion, Sean? <laughs> I have. I'm sorry. You got. Yeah, you got it. You got to take the, the take. 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 Take it first take, before you drink it. Eat. <laughs> drink. Drink. Receive. Receive. No, it's this remember. Yeah. And remember. Oh, and I, I don't even. You don't even know your own song. Can't even remember the old track name. Yeah, Let's remember. Yeah, that's true. Sounds about right. I want to talk about the beginning of take. 
you guys have like an audio clip there. What is that audio clip? Where is it from? Uh, what was like the inspiration behind putting that at the beginning? Sure. Um, so that's actually from, I don't remember, some some like fire and brimstone sermon thing that I had found online. That's <laughs> literally it. I, I love it. Just, I don't remember what I, I think I like typed, like Googled like fire and brimstone sermon or something like that and found this dude. Yeah. That was just like going, dude, I don't know. He he goes hard, (laughs) but yeah, somebody that preaches fear. Um, I don't really, I didn't. I don't really believe that's the appropriate style, um, but I mean, teach their own. So the song is called Take, and it's about people that use their power for selfish uh, ambition. And for instance, uh, pastors are very, I mean, they're put in a position uh, to lead people and they can definitely lead people astray. And um, and some people abuse their power to for a lot of negative things and stuff. So that that's all that take is about is just about um, people of power or using their position for selfish ambition, whether it be a pastor or whether it be a police officer or whether it be a teacher of any kind. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like thought that that would be cool, kind of artsy and different or whatever. And yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, it's it's always cool when when a, a metal band or a hardcore band puts in a a sample of something. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I always like, I always like, oh, I'm going to do that. And I never know what to do. And and uh, so this one just worked. And I'm like, you know, what? that's kind of that's pretty yeah. cool. The beginning of Believe at the very towards the end of the album, you also had another one. Oh, yeah. I forgot. About that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> this is really weird. So I used to do work for a guy here in my studio uh, that used to work for a radio station. And this is, he's like, he was like in his nineties. This was like five, 10 years ago. Um, and he would, uh, go and they had this thing called the old time fiddlers, <laughs> <So weird. laughs> okay. but they would get together like 50,000 years ago, they'd get together and they would like have all these fiddlers play music and people would square dance. And that's like, and they, he would record like this in church. I don't even, I don't think it was even church. It was just like, I mean, this is like what our grandparents used to listen to. And they would like, so they would commune together and then they would, they would have like a live fiddler band and then they would do square dances. And then he would go there and record this live broadcast and he would go on the radio. Anyways, so I had all of these files, I literally have thousands of these tracks of the, like these old time fiddlers. And uh, anyway, so there's this like, the track of this dude that's just like telling people how to square dance or, or something. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to use this someday. Back foot up, little foot down, point your honey round and round. And it's just like, awesome. I tried to use it before and it would never like work. So, and then this one, for some reason I was like, I'm going to try it one more time. And it was like, that's pretty cool. I'm going to just leave it. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. I don't remember what the words are, but it's it's really funny. How was the writing process different writing in a pandemic? I mean, you wrote waste in the middle of the pandemic, correct? Or you recorded it during the pandemic? Uh, Most of waste was written before the pandemic. Well, kind of half and half. Yeah, a lot of waste was already written before the pandemic, and then, but it was recorded over a pandemic. But but the body was all completely recorded or written and recorded during the pandemic, and okay. which is which is really hard uh, because it's super hard to be like to have ambition and to be driven and be inspired while uh, like you're sitting in your basement crying, just eating loads and loads of food, <laughs> hoping that the music industry gonna, gonna, is gonna come back. Right. Uh. So it was hard because. I mean, yeah, it was just like, there was just like, I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever get to play these songs live. I don't know, like, what's going to happen with the future. I, I just called my mom and had to beg her for money so that I could pay my bills. Like, it's it, it was just, like, really hard, you know, to find inspiration. So there were just, like, I it seemed like I had to make more of an effort to be inspired, you know, when it came to, mm-hmm. like, writing, especially lyrically, you know. 
Um, I would say that that record just took longer to write lyrics to because it was just so hard to like find inspiration. So, how did you find inspiration? What kind of activities did you do? Um, what would you suggest to someone struggling in their mental health to find inspiration to go out and do what they're passionate about? Yeah. Um, there's a drug called LSD. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> to lie. I'm not going up to do drugs. Uh, no. Um, I mean, a lot of it was just like a lot of like, I guess, meditation. And I would, you know, I'd put on some, some like really some, I'd find some good music that like I, I feel like would drive me, um, you know, and from that, uh, I did a lot of camping, <laughs> uh, oh, camping. Nice. I, getting out into nature, uh, is always inspirational to me just mm-hmm. being a part of God's creation, I guess. Um, you know, I did a lot, I read a lot of scripture. Um, I would say meditation, scripture and camping, to be honest. Um, yeah, that was, uh, I mean, I think that everybody is inspired differently, you know, for me, like nature has always been um, being a, being a part of nature and just being out um, in nature, like camping, you know, hiking, whatever. That's always been very inspirational to me, just admiring, I guess, God's creation. Mm-hmm. That's always been kind of an inspirational thing for me. Um, so, but I think everyone's a little bit different when it comes to some of that stuff, whatever, you know, yeah. what makes people tick. That for me is like one thing that... Uh, think works but and then you know just scripture you know definitely there's a lot of inspirational stuff in scripture right especially (laughs) when it comes to heavy music lyrically with this uh (laughs) a lot of this record is uh i call them sunday school lyrics because they're yeah like it's very just like these are very christian lyrics you know Mm -hmm. and so i remember when uh i my wife and I, Amy, we were listening to it for the first time and I was reading through the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, these are the most like, this is the <laughs> most scripture that's been like, of course, all of Earthgrown's music is typically God centered for the most part. Right. But this was the most like explicitly straight out of scripture, you know, lyrically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Which and that might just be because I like couldn't find inspiration in anything else, <laughs> you know. It's like I mean, that's where I was pulling my inspiration from was just like straight like scripture, you know. Amen. That's the most inspiring book, right? I feel like a lot of bands during the pandemic, especially with all that went on with like social justice and and all that. Like I feel like so much of the stuff coming out now is basing itself off of that. Mm-hmm. It's. I think it's quite refreshing to have like biblical based lyrics. Sure. No matter how simple or complex they might be. Right. <laughs> uh, with the the writing of this EP, having lost a couple members of the band, like right. has that changed how you write? Because I know generally you would write most of it. Yeah. Anyways. For the most part, everything is. Uh, I still. I've pretty much always written everything and then the guys when they would be here at the studio like would add their inspiration so that would be like about the only difference is that mm-hmm. I pretty much this one was just solely me without any inspiration or any other like input from anybody else um, but I mean really it didn't change how the record was written just because Earth Grounds has always been kind of my brainchild so yeah, that's right. pretty that's always been kind of the same is Earthgrown's just Jeremy now? <laughs> um, yeah, Officially. pretty much. Okay, because I've had quite a few comments asking like where the members went or if there are new members or if they're just touring members. And right. so I just wanted to clear that up for anyone wondering if you're comfortable. Yeah, um, so yeah, so two of the members, just put, I'll just put it out there, explain what happened. So uh, okay. Zach, Zach and Caden quit before the pandemic. Um, nothing like nothing bad, just like kind of people going their own way. Like Zach decided right. to do video full time and everything. And, you know, and Caden, uh, was ready for something new. And then Brady mm-hmm. never really quit. He just got a job that didn't allow him to really tour. And so, uh, and he wasn't really able to do a few tours. So he's still like kind of in the picture. I, basically moved him to like a hired gun position so it's basically just me as the main writer and then i just have hired guns that tour 
uh, with Earth Grounds. Um, and that's pretty much how it's going to be probably for a while. Cause our, so our contract is up with solid state is up next year. And then, um, oh. I have to, I decide if, you know, if I'm going to keep doing earth groans or if I'm going to pursue something else. Um, so I don't know. Oh, I just lost audio. Oh, Oh, you're back. I don't know. I, I think Sean muted Sean. himself by accident. Did I, did I mute myself again? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> oh well my done. gosh. When you said you have to decide if uh, Earthgrunts is going to keep going, I put the mic so close up to my lips, and I was like, please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so saw you laughing, and I didn't hear anything. I was like, what? Yeah. I saw Chris just kind of stare at me, and I'm like, oh no, did I mute myself? I'm not used to holding the mic, dude. Yeah. This mic's heavy. <laughs> Get your, get your forearm built up. But yeah, know, so right? anyways, so that's the thing is like, uh, Earth, like I, yeah, I have to decide if I'm going to re-sign or look for a different, um, you know, if, if I'm going to search for a different label or whatever. So there's a lot of things that are up Face in the down. air. I'm also getting old. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I want to, like, if I re-sign for another. You're like, like 32. Five. What are you talking about? <laughs> 33 thank 30, you. oh okay then, yeah. then you're old oh i thought you didn't <laughs> yeah, look much sure. older than a day over 28 <laughs> yeah the mustache it's <laughs> yeah no yeah i still have a lot to figure out with that but mm. um i mean if i decide to resign i can always find like permanent members again but yeah. i was like you know um one year away from being done with the contract maybe i'll just like keep things as is until then and then we'll figure it out so gotcha. and i know yep. i i don't want to like i know artists hate talking about future music when their album literally just came out but i'm gonna do that right now that's do fine you do you have like when on the calendar the next one is because when talking to you over the years anytime you guys drop a new ep you're always talking about the next ep like literally yeah. a week before the new ep will even come out you're talking about the next one yeah yeah that's true <laughs> I mean, so realistically, like, I finished recording this record. What month are we in? I recorded this record, like, back in, yeah, so back in, like, February or March. I mean, it's oh. all been written since, like, the beginning of the year. So it's like, well, after the one record is written, you start working on the next one. Yeah. You know? That's so, fair. I mean, so realistically, even though the record just came out, it's honestly been done for six months or something like that. So, yeah, six months. So, you know, I've been working on new material already before this record was even released, you know, for a few months already. But, um, yeah, I was actually uh, pretty pretty much putting the final touches on one of the first pre-pros for the next record today. Ooh, um, sweet. So, yeah, oh my. It's on the way. Yep. I forget which track it is. Um, the one The one song has cleans in it. Is that you uh, this time? It is. Oh yeah. my goodness. No, that's drink. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. That drink. is me. It only took like 500 takes to get that. <laughs> did you? I'm not, um, I'm not a naturally good singer. No, I, I thought did. Especially with that style. It I was think, thank um, you. so interesting the way it sounded. It was. I liked how um, a lot of metalcore bands, and this has been my gripe with a lot of modern metalcore, is that they. They write the song based around the chorus, or they just fit right. in a random cat. Even if the chorus is good, it doesn't fit in with the song. And I really like how yeah. the cleans on that song, they they just fit in so naturally, you didn't force them. And when Thank you're you. writing, were, when you were writing that, did you just think, oh, cleans might sound good here? Or were you intentionally wanting to find a way to put cleans on the EP? No, I'm never trying to actually put cleans in Earthgrounds material. Sometimes it just has to happen. Yeah. I like when it so happens. I'm never That's like, cool. you know what? We got we have to write a song. I mean, except for like prettiest of things, we like intentionally. It's like, okay, we're gonna write a couple songs that have singing on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, with this record, I had no intention of putting cleans like when I was initially writing it. Um, but after doing, I had done the chorus, just like screaming. I'm like, you know what? It feels really, uh, not climactic enough for being a chorus. I want to, it's gotta be bigger somehow. So, um, I'm like, yeah, let's try and put some, try to put some singing on there. And so, yeah, I did. 
and yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, dude, it was. Yeah. It added uh, an extra little bit of flavor. And sure, I, and I liked it. it. Like it was, it was good. Thank you, I appreciate it. It was my first time really like doing the whole yelly singing thing uh, for real. Like I've messed with it in the past, but I've never like uh, I haven't really ever pushed it or specifically try to record something like that or write something like that Mm -hmm. so um i definitely have a lot more practicing to do um before if i ever try and do that again but yeah did you do that part live um actually no um on this tour at least uh i had our the the guy that played for us um on this tour i had him do it his name is dakota he's a way better singer than i am (laughs) and uh (laughs) And he pulls it off really well since nice. um, like the second chorus has screaming on top of it too. Okay. Um, yeah. And like, I tried to do it in practice and honestly just the, so one thing that I, that I struggle with is screaming a line and then singing a line, screaming the line or just bouncing back and forth mm-hmm. from screaming and singing. It's a hard, I just transition. don't have it. Yeah, it is. It's a different, like, it's a different feeling, a different, I don't know. So I just don't have it down well enough yet. Maybe in the future, but for now, it just honestly, performance-wise, it sounds so much better just to have um, somebody else do the clean live stuff. If people want to hate it, that's fine. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It caught me off guard because it was such... um... I don't know what like a minor key like it was it's a very yeah so uh zach our old guitar player he called me after the record came out and he's like you know what peeves me off about your writing (laughs) (laughs) he's like you will take the most dissonant sounding chord and then throw cleans over it i'm like yeah i'm sorry about me that's just that's just what i do but yeah like the chord is a it's a crazy it's a weird dissonant uh minor i don't don't know theory enough to explain what it is the chord sounds like crap and then you throw (laughs) clean singing on top of it it's a wild one so do you feel like uh i don't know maybe after this ep or at some point you might try to intentionally write more melodic like almost like melodic hardcore or melodic metalcore you might try experimenting with that uh probably not (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't really think so um i think i guess what i really like to do is i like to write like heart dissonance and hardcore and chaos i like chaos um and even like even in our music now it's a lot more dialed back and as far as being chaotic and it's a lot more structured than it ever uh like started out like earthground started off as a crazy chaotic um oh, yeah. you know metalcore band and you know so like my my sound is definitely is changed over the years you got no um and it yeah i got to make it somehow <laughs> and uh and even though like I don't know, even though my my sound has definitely matured and changed, I don't I don't really ever see myself being like, yeah, that's something that I want to do someday. Gotcha. I guess, but who knows? You're yeah, just gonna. But I shouldn't say that'll never happen because I mean, I I never thought Earthgrounds would have singing either. So it's fair. You're gonna make the the change and turn into the next chariot, and you guys are gonna do like backflips and <laughs> yeah, you do flips I dude, I've always. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a backflip on stage, but I'm not very uh, good on with moving my body and stuff. Yeah, like that would be really hard. I'm also like don't have ups, so I would just basically fall flat on my back if I try to do a, a backflip. I did have a dream, however, though once that I did a backflip off of a kick drum on stage, and it was so That'd sick. Be pretty and, sick. And the funny thing was, in my dream, I did it without ever practicing it, and I landed it like no problem but if i did it if i tried it in real life like i would probably die so (laughs) but i mean at least i'd go out like in a really cool way and i'd probably make ap and stuff like that for the vocalist that broke his neck on stage oh my gosh so best live vocalist yep and i like the i'm sure the video would go viral too oh yeah Yeah. dude if you want earthgrounds to go viral just go ahead and do that so that's one way to do it, man. And also record a I mean, song with life, uh, 
with just your earbud microphone. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know you. I know you hate answering this. I know you get this question all the time. But I, I mm-hmm. anytime I post about Earthgrounds, I get at least one to three people asking me this. Can you just explain the whole reason you guys do only EPs and not full lengths? Sure. Uh, because our fans hate that we only do EPs. <laughs> and Everybody, dude, it's so. I know funny. you hate Every answering time, that, and I'm so sorry. It's just an ongoing. It's an ongoing joke. Every time we release another EP, people just get madder and madder. It's so and like, funny. When are they gonna? Yeah, people like it, we get bullied by our fans because we only release EPs and. and to it's be funny. fair, bands only do singles now. <laughs> yeah, That's true. No, yeah. and. and Memphis Mayfire. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, and even there's a lot of bands that like that's the pop industry, like it's all about singles, like in radio, like in the radio world, everything's about singles. Right. So, and now we have basically shifted from like back when we had, uh, you know, albums, we had you know physical copies. Everything is now streaming, which is just another form of radio, in my opinion. Right. So everything is really turning into Radio World. Um, so I kind of feel like that's where we're going. But I've always wanted to be uh, an EP band from the start. I'm like, you know what? Let's just be an EP band. We can release every single year. Um, and just that way, we can always be putting out new material. Attention spans are really short. Yep. So instead of like, you know, putting out a record that we're, they're only going to hear the first five songs and then, you know, get distracted and want to listen to something else we'll, we'll just put out a record every year and they can actually make it to the end of the <laughs> record <laughs> but and it it ends up being like a strategic marketing thing too um for bands small underground bands like ourselves it's not necessarily just about having music but it's about always being in front of people's face you have to constantly remind people that you're still a band because people forget about you so fast true so I can't think of how many times I'm just like, man, I wonder if they're still a band. And like, once their last release, oh, it was like only two years ago. Okay, they're probably still a band. Yeah. You know, it's it's like, it it is wild just like how fast like people can forget about you and just how important it is just to have buzz. So this way with releasing a record every single year, we're always putting out music. You know, you got your, you, you got your single and then a couple weeks later, maybe another single and then the record. And you do that every single year. You're basically there's only like a six month period where you're not putting out new material, um, and that, like that way, people like there's no way they can forget about you in a sense because you're always going to be popping mm-hmm. up in their feed. Same way with like brand reputation is or reputation is so big. Always constantly putting brand in front of people's face. It's the the more time somebody sees something the more they're going to remember it and it's going to stick with them kind of the same way with us like if we're constantly popping up and on people's social medias whatever people are going to remember that and they're more more likely going to check you out they might hate it but they're still going to check it out well thank you for for answering that question that uh that's plagued (laughs) plagued by dms for quite a while I I always see people posting about it, and I just laugh it's, every single it's time. It's really like, funny. At this point, I'm actually doing it out of spite for our fans. I'm like, <laughs> I was gonna put out a record, I was gonna put out a full length, but then our freaking fans kept complaining, so I'm never gonna great. put out a full length. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you see a comment that says why why no full length, that you should just like comment, and be like, oh shoot, was that not a full length? <laughs> right, <laughs> and like. Actually, looking long-term back, I can't remember of any band that I've ever heard that only released EPs. Like, mm. there can't be that many that, that have stuck to it their whole career. No, I guess I don't know of any. So, at least there's something, that's something that people can talk about, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, that people can be like, hey, I think it's a cool that- thing. Was that the band that only put out EPs? Talk to Guinness, <laughs> you, you might be the band that released the most EPs. <laughs> Yeah, most but, EPs I mean, and, without an LP. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, like with social media or not social media, with streaming and stuff, like people like they go on and they just hit play. Honestly, it doesn't oh, yeah. really. A lot of people that aren't like, it isn't necessarily about having the art form of having like a full length. I mean, obviously, there's still something really cool about listening to a 
a full length front to back stuff, but you can still get that same vibe with like EPs too. Mm-hmm. It's just this mm-hmm. different kind of art. So, right. What I like about it personally is that a lot of bands they'll release an EP and it'll be in it'll be like a year after one release and it they won't have another full length for a year after it. And it kind of just feels mm-hmm. like they went to the studio real quick just to write content to put out. And so they kind sure. of felt like filler songs and it yeah. doesn't really feel complete or maybe they were just B-sides from the previous album that didn't make it. Right. And what I really love yeah. about the Earthgrounds EPs is they feel like a full effort. They were intended mm. to be only five songs. And so you yes. really get as much of the meat and potatoes out of the five songs as you possibly can more so than you do from other bands who release an EP in between LPs. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times when I'm writing for a record, I'll usually write like eight, seven or eight tracks, but it'll come down to like, okay, I want quality over quantity. It's like there's ends up being a few tracks. I'm like, I just don't think it's good enough. And so it usually gets like ditched or reworked for the next record or whatever. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I could put out a full length and, but like, again, like it would probably end up being like, yeah, five tracks, five good tracks and five filler tracks. So I'm like, well, I'd rather just spend the time and energy and really write the five of the best songs that I can. And then, you know, so that way it's quality mm-hmm. not, you know, you don't, it doesn't feel like filler tracks are in there and stuff. Cause I definitely, yeah, there's definitely records I've listened to. And I'm like, yeah, there's those three good songs and everything else just sounds like, you know, they didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. Right. But, so. but Earth Groans does. 100%. I does. <laughs> that definitely uh, flows from like the speed, like we talked about last time I chatted with you. It was just your music's so like fast paced and hard hitting the whole time that if you listen right. to a full length, it would just be like a heart attack by the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody would. Nobody would ever want to listen to us ever again if they listen to a full length straight of Earthgrounds. <laughs> because it is like, it's just you're being pummeled for like 25 minutes straight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I remember when uh, Waste finally came out, I listened to Prettiest of Things and Waste back to back. I remember I felt like drained after, but in a good way. I mean, that as a compliment. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Like, sure. like, I was literally getting punched in the face every second for like, gosh 40 45 minutes and it was great i loved it um, <laughs> but yeah i was like at that moment i'm like if there it would be really hard mentally to stay uh to stay with it i mean i've got adhd so it would be hard for me to stay with it mentally for 10 11 12 tracks you know yeah for sure yeah so i love definitely. that about you guys i think it definitely uh separates you guys in a good way i believe um mm-hmm. it makes you guys unique and I love always getting quality new music from Earthgrounds every single year. Sometimes Ooh, twice a thank year. You. Sometimes yeah. twice a year, yeah. <laughs> Can yeah. you uh, talk about the album art at all? Like, Ooh, I, yes. I was actually curious about that because it's, I mean, obviously there's a face in there, but is there any yeah. actual meaning? Uh, you want to know the honest answer to this? What's the honest answer? <laughs> i so i'm not good with uh with like album art stuff every time i try and come up with a really cool idea and like put it into like explain it to somebody it does not come out well (laughs) (laughs) i mean prettiest of things waste that one like is kind of cool that one was amazing well that was ryan clark right yeah it definitely went a different direction what i had in mind but that's just because he's a good artist and was like okay i kind of get the idea you're going for i'm gonna take your idea and like make it way cooler um (laughs) but like in previous stuff i'll try and put together like this really deep concept of like the album art and everything and it'll just it doesn't come out well same with like music video stuff so i'm just like it's hard for me to, I guess, convey ideas and stuff because I'm not, I don't do that for a living. That's not my line of work. So it just doesn't come out super well. Um, but anyway, so, and it's funny to, because today that giant, that Jane Doe thing came out. Uh, did you see that converges? Oh yeah, Jane. I saw that. Yeah. I, that was literally my main, um, my main reference for the album art work. I was just like, do something that looks gritty and sick and cool kind of like this 
Um, also, here's the lyrics if you want to like try and make it conceptual. <laughs> I was just like, I want it to be dark and gritty. That's and nice. then that's it. So there is liter- there's no. I don't think there's really any conceptual or anything behind like the actual gotcha. art and stuff. There are um, there are shadow. If you can see it, there are there's like uh, obviously a dude's head and then but there are like shadows of people in there too, like lace in there. But it's pretty like mysterious and stuff. So, who did the album art for this? Uh, it was Jim Hughes. Oh, he played okay. Yeah, he, Colossus, so he played in yeah. For, yeah, played in Colossus. He also mm. played bass in Four Today for uh, the last like three years or so. Nice. He's but, been all over the place. He's done so many good. He did the the New Convictions. I know he did the New Wage War. Yeah, been all over. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. He's a actually, and he's from mm-hmm. like uh, we grew up together. Uh, he's oh, no from way. South Dakota. Yeah, he's been a good friend of mine for since I. Was like 16 or something dang yep yep cool. my first band and his first band used to play together i recorded his very first band was that uh, colossus or is that a band before colossus nope i mean that oh. was a band before colossus okay so yep i'm trying to remember oh they, they were called here lies the traitor <laughs> here lies the traitor here lies the traitor yep true i'm pretty that's sure such like a 2008 2009 <laughs> metalcore band oh before that this is like oh before that four yeah we were in high school dude we were like freshmores or freshmore freshman <laughs> sophomore <laughs> we were we were freaking schmores back then oh but, that's great i love that yeah so yep it was like it's very like uh yep this sounds like a 16 year old wrote this it's good stuff. <laughs> we'll f- we'll find that gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's out there. So, what's next for Earthgrounds? Well, uh, we have a tour coming up in three weeks, three Sweet. four weeks. Yeah, I'm gonna try so to go be, out and uh, see you out in Anaheim. Yeah, boy, that's gonna be a, a sick show. Um, also, it's at the uh, Chain Reaction, which Heck is yeah. legendary venue, super sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we have a West Coast run in with a band called Empty, who is also on Solid State Records. Uh, they're doing a, they have a record coming out in October, and our record just came out, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we're doing kind of like a double release tour nice. thing. And their their album is called um, On Fire, and ours is called The Body, and that's why it's called The Body on Fire Tour. Nice. So, I remember seeing that pretty the deep announcement. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> awesome i'm looking forward to that um besides that just uh i guess back in the studio working on uh new stuff uh and seeing what happens for 2022 i mean hoping for some uh support tours would be great um we just signed we signed on with a a new booking agent and uh so we're hoping that some cool things can happen there that we can get um you know, added on to some of these support tours that will hopefully be coming out in 2022. The whole industry is really weird, obviously still because of, you know, COVID. So I have no idea what's going to happen as far as like uh, touring goes with that stuff. But um, we're hoping for something big, you know, Mm -hmm. but we haven't done like an actual good support tour in a long time. I guess we're hoping for something, you know, to come through with that. Looking for some cool band that, take a chance on us and take us out or something with the the recent tour that you guys just came off of can you tell us what what was like the coolest moment was there something like crazy that happened getting back on the road no i think just the fact being back on the road that just that alone is probably honestly the coolest moment um i i don't know if i can think of anything right off the top of my head uh that was like yo this is the moment (laughs) sean wasn't it one of your groomsmen made eggs for him one morning (laughs) yeah my best man mike he housed you guys for a night yeah yeah that was obviously very awesome when we woke up and there was a huge breakfast mate like i don't know how many people he thought were in our band shout out to mike yeah, dude, there was so much food. I'm like, yo, we can't eat all that. That's so much. But um, it was awesome. It was a is good. Like, it's just great to be waking up in the middle of nowhere 
not knowing where you are or being housed by a really cool person that, you know, that you haven't seen in a really long time and they make you a huge breakfast. It's just good to be back, you know? I mean, and it was weird to be honest, like the tour, (laughs) it wasn't like the best tour ever for sure. It's really challenging because a lot of people are still very hesitant to go out to shows um, because, well, of course, the Delta variant came out like right before the tour. Perfect timing. Also, they like (laughs) a lot of the venues announced like right when the tour was kicking off that there were the restrictions and mandates put into place. Right. So there were a lot of the venues like had like either uh, vaccination or negative COVID tests to enter. And a lot of the people in the Midwest still are like, aren't vaccinated or aren't going to get vaccinated. And I'm not going to like say which is better or not. Like I'm not here to make a stance on that at all, but a lot of people weren't able to come out to shows because they weren't vaccinated. Some of the shows were actually vaccinations only like, and that's it. So we got messages like, is like, is can I really not get into the show tonight because I'm not vaccinated? I'm like, well, I don't make the rules. I just want to play some rock and roll. So, right. you know, that was tough. Um, and and some people are just like, well, I'm not going to go out and get a thing shoved up my nose so that I can go to see a rock and roll show. So numbers weren't amazing. You know, it wasn't the best tour ever, but it's the closest bit of normalcy that we've had in like two years. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and it was just great to be, you know, hanging out with people again and back into the community and uh, playing rock and roll shows and, you know, hanging out. So absolutely. So I've got one more question. We have the segment that we brought over from Chris's old podcast. We did it with Mike okay. uh, on our first interview. It's called A Decade Ago, where we asked the person we're interviewing to uh, pick out a record from the Christian rock or metal hardcore scene that came out a decade ago, so 2011. And then we talk a little okay. bit about that record. Oh. So what year? You're old. You were around then. 2021. <laughs> I was. Yeah. So this yeah, is 2011. So what came out in 2011? Am I supposed to know? Yes, you're, to know you're, you're supposed to know at least Ooh. 10. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What Under Oath record was coming out at that time? Were they done yet? Disambiguation oh, was, was 010. Oh, was 2010. 10, yeah. Ah, uh, dang it. Because Disambiguation is like one of my favorite records ever. So, uh, um, Children of Fire, of course, is also... Also oh, yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, if I'm going to talk about a record, it's probably going to be... Yeah, it'd probably be Children of Fire. Yeah. All right, talk about that record. Yeah. Uh, Children of Fire, that record uh, rules super, super hard. I mean, I was... that at, In that time frame, I was like full-blown, like solid-state, die-hard fanboy. And so everything that was coming out on Solid State, like I was all about. Um, but Children of Fire was just, I love, I've always been a huge fan of like, um, O Sleeper's like lyrical writing. Oh yeah. Um, I mean the writing in general, music and lyrics, but, uh, especially, uh, Children of Fire, this, let me just make sure I'm talking about the right record. That's the record where it's a conversation between God and the devil. No, that's back Son of forth? the Morning. Dang it. Dang it. I was just like confused. <laughs> Children of Fire has uh, like Hushayel and uh, yeah. Hushayel. Yeah. I mean, that's like the best song. <laughs> but there's a lot of cool concept writing with um, the the writing on that record, mm-hmm. too. But lyrically, like O Sleeper, like especially back then, I was like, man, how do they come up with these concepts and these ideas? Um, so, but I actually just yeah, jammed that, that album out in the car uh, like three days ago. <laughs> For the first time in a long time. It's, it's uh, so is great. that N- is N Seekers on that record? Yeah, yeah. N Seekers is on that. Like that song is amazing. Which I got to do uh, when we toured with them. I got to do guest vocals for that song like every night. So oh, freaking sick. dream come true. Yeah, nice. That was a great yeah. tour. Um. Anyways, I don't know what else to speak about that record other than that record was super sick, and I would definitely easily say that like, like that record is definitely like a huge inspiration when it comes to like writing just oh sleeper those like first three records in general like were huge inspirational records to me when it comes to earth grounds writing so no awesome 
Sweet. So back into my original question. I mean, you already talked about that. So maybe just give us two or three quick albums that are some of your favorites yeah. from this. Um, Era's new record, did that come out in 2021? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I yeah, that, that record so probably takes the cake for metal records for me as far as uh, stuff that's come out in 2021. I'm trying to think of who else has put out. Did Ghost Inside's new record was that out in 2021? That came out like yeah. May. That came out like in the middle of lockdown. Yeah, last time year. is irrelevant for me, I guess. <laughs> oh, they just released a live album. Oh, nice. Yeah, they released a lot. They did the live recording of that like uh, reunion oh, show really they cool. did. Those are just <laughs> records that I uh, that I've listened to that I know that I like. But yeah, I would probably say Era is probably the the number one. What about your label mates, Phineas? You've heard them, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, what about Phineas, oh, yeah, dude? For real, that I mean that record. You gotta wrap the label, right? Super sick. When did Absolute by Kuba Khan come out? Because that's another one that's really sick that I've been listening to a lot lately. Uh, 2019. Ah, dang it! Really? Little, Absolute little came back. out in yeah. 2019. That's what I'm getting on Spotify. Here. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's really funny. Okay, so I obviously have no that's idea. Lockdown really did <laughs> took a turn. On you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's wild. I like. I feel like I'm like I'm late on some of these records. That I'm just like somebody talks about it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I need to check that out. And then I listen to it. And then like two years later, finally. So Chris, why don't you pull us in if you've got one final question, or you could uh, try to get us because it's been a little over an hour now, so we can try to wrap this up naturally <laughs> yeah. for sure. Well, uh, Jeremy, Mister Mustache Core himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you could uh, leave our listeners off with with anything that you'd want them to take away from either the body or just what they'd get out of listening to Earth Groans, what's like a message that you'd want to want to get through to them? Um, I think you know. I think just even just the concept that um, not to take your community or your body, don't take it for granted. Like for me personally, I have found an immense amount of uh, community. Probably most of my the best friends that I have found have been in the hardcore scene uh, going out to shows and stuff. So when you're going out to these shows, don't just go for the sake of music, but go for the sake of community because there's a great community that's mm-hmm. there. Um, and you'll find it in, you know, in the wildest places and the, the wildest people, you know, and, I really think that the church even has a lot to learn from some aspects of the hardcore industry and like where like because those are like people are so real when it comes to, um, you know, their art and, uh, you know, just the, the community that's um, being held there. Um, so yeah, just be when you go, when you're going to shows, don't go just for the music. I mean, obviously, the music is awesome, um, but also go right. for the community because I, there's a lot of a really amazing people um, that I've gotten to meet over the years um, just at hardcore shows and stuff. So um, don't skip the opening acts, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, don't. The weirdest, No matter how bad they are. <laughs> yeah, and the, don't leave before the show's over. Like, that's the, the weirdest mm. thing that... Yes, never leave. I've have never, ever leave. Never. The weirdest thing that I've experienced I never thought would be a problem is that like we will like people will come to shows and they'll watch their friends leave and then like leave right after. Like they'll pay to get into shows, but then leave after the first band because that's their friends were in this band or something. Or local bands will go play a show. I shouldn't say local band, but just bands in general will play a show and then leave like immediately after their set. And like, where's the support? Yeah, where's the camaraderie? That. You know, where's the community in that? Like, we're all like in that scene together. Like, we need to be there and support each other. You know, so that's just the weirdest thing to me. You know, so don't be like that. Go support your friends. Support your friends' friends and their friends. And so. the people you might not know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely. Well, awesome. thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your very busy schedule to sure. come and chat with us. Had a great time. It's been a great conversation. Great being here again. Well, I know this isn't again, but uh, it's kind of again because I've been on. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. 
with old friends. <laughs> You've been on both of our channels. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be a part of this great thing. I love what you guys are doing. Always have always been a huge supporter. So appreciate you guys doing your thing. Sean just muted himself again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. But, oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Thank you for putting up with our uh, very unprofessional shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> yes, thank you. No, that's good. It's all good. Cool. Well, uh, that is all for me, boys. I'm out of here. All right. Thanks, dude. See Catch you guys. Peace. Bye. Love you, bro. Bye. I love you. Bye.